Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Moon and Power podcast. I'm your host, Brie Logue. Today, we have Megan Fitzpatrick with us. She is the CEO and founder of The Fit Solution, a national classroom empowerment program for developing teams in high school looking to make their next big decision, college or not. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I'm really excited to talk about this topic, too, because I feel like it's such a big topic for I feel like entrepreneurship is more normalized now. So I feel like the whole decision college or not is a, um, a hard one, right? Yeah. And I think that there was like, there's no place where a student like feels safe even asking that question right now. Um, it's changing a little bit like amongst their friends, but when they go to their parents, their parents are like, what are you talking about? Um, so a lot of my education actually goes towards the parents as well. That makes sense. Cool. So um, let's start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and uh, a little bit deeper about what you're actually doing? Yeah, so um, my name is Megan Fitzpatrick. I'm the founder of The Fit Solution and creator of The Ultimate Selfie, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, I started my career as a high school math teacher because it was a teacher that changed my life. When I was 16 years old, I tragically lost my mom. And it was my high school math teacher that pulled me aside and said, how are you? And being the student that I was, I said, don't worry, I'm going to catch up on all my work. I'm going to I'm going to do it. And she's like, no, that wasn't the question that I asked. It's how are you? And that's when I realized that number one, teachers are also human too, but number two, they can have such a huge impact on your life. And when I decided to leave the classroom after eight years in the classroom, I was fully committed to creating a company that empowered teachers and students to create positive decisions in their life moving forward. And so everything that I do has a common denominator of education. Awesome. Love that. So tell us a little bit about your story when you decided to kind of leave the classroom and start your own thing. Yeah. So as I said before, uh, you know, I, I was changed. My life was changed by a teacher. And when I went to college, I accidentally got a degree in math. I always like to say that because it's kind of funny to think of like that, who accidentally gets a degree in math. But my college only allowed us to major in the content area in which we were going to be teaching. And so I found myself getting a double major. Uh, walking into the classroom um, after my four-year degree at St. Mary's College, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, I, this is my passion. And this is, this is, you know, how many people are lucky enough to actually do what they set out to do at 22 years old. Fast forward about seven years later. Um, it was it was really and truly in full uh, authenticity, the paycheck that really sh- I struggled with. Um, I lived in Miami, Miami Beach, of all places. And I also wanted to travel. I wanted to experience life. I wanted to do things. And not to say that teachers can't do that, just at a different capacity. My dog is making up. Trixie, <laughs> 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 <Jixi>, out. <laughs> Love it. This is real life, people. It this is, is yeah. <laughs> so, um, Uh, So it was, you know, it was kind of a a pull in two directions, right? Because I was lucky enough to be the person that found my passion. And now I had to match it to the lifestyle that I wanted. And when I thought about it, I said to myself, okay, I'm just a teacher. I really did say those words in my head. How can somebody take me seriously as a business owner? So I went ahead and applied and got my MBA. And I did that 
not regretfully, right? Like I am so appreciative that I had the opportunity to get educated at that level, but not from a place of feeling like I really wanted my MBA. It was more so society can take me seriously as a business owner, which today sometimes does work in my favor, but not, not exactly from a place of having any other capacity than my experience in the classroom. And so what I realized was that this pressure of going in a direction was happening also to our teenagers. And so as I got to know my clients more and as I got to know their needs more and what they needed, the ultimate selfie flowed with everything that I was doing. Um, It actually mimics a business plan of strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats, the SWOT analysis. What is your exit strategy? What are some key partners that you can partner with? All of those things go into the ultimate selfie and my business of mentoring teens. That's so cool. So let's just dive right into the ultimate selfie. Tell us a little bit more about what it actually is. So the ultimate selfie is a hybrid course that can be done in two different ways, either fully online or in a one-on-one coaching capacity with myself. Um, It is designed to first lay a foundation of who are you. I've realized that in my career, We really ask, what do you want to be first without asking the question of who are you or even asking the question of, do you know who you are and let's help you on that path? That's what the beginning part of the ultimate selfie does through um, being able to define their strengths and their core values and then aligns it to their actual inner circles of friends and who do they need in their corner to make that happen and how do they define those relationships, both online and offline. And then ultimately creating SMART goals to lead to whatever the next steps are. We don't even touch on college or not until about week four, because we want to make sure that there is a foundation of who are they first. I love that. I feel like I never ever asked me that when I was a kid. They're just like, no, you need to, you know, go to work and then you need to, you know, go to college at the same time so you can do both things. And I was like so overwhelmed. I full transparency. I did not finish college because I just like couldn't do it. I was like overwhelmed by too much. And I was like, hey, if I can either go to school or I can work full time and make money. And I was like, I would rather make money. Uh, So that's what I did for a long time. And uh, it took me a while to even realize I wanted to be an entrepreneur too. But that is so cool that you're asking those questions early on. Because I feel like you develop as a character later in your life, but also like you know, still those core values when you're a kid most likely are going to transform when you're an older, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's a story, right? I tell, I tell my clients all the time, like this is a living document. Like this lives and breathes with you as you grow up. What you say today might not be true in a year, but the foundation of who you are and your core values and how you operate and how you make decisions, that's probably going to stay with you for quite some time. Oh, that's that's so cool. So you said you took a lot of your MBA stuff into the selfie challenge, also the selfie challenge. So the SWOT analysis, that is so cool. I don't think I've ever learned any of those things when I was younger. It's like it's like not the SWOT analysis still like to this day. I, I know a little bit of it, but it's not something that I like know completely or like understand all that well. Yeah. So the SWOT analysis from a business perspective is is being able to, as a business owner, uh, relay, you know, what are your strengths as a business? Where are your opportunities to improve? What are your threats as a business, meaning your competitors? And um, what are your weaknesses uh, as a business themselves? And so what I was able to do is teenagerize it, I like to say, into non-Googleable knowledge and being able to really help them define what their strengths are. We use the Gallup Strengths Finder for that. 
um, what their uh, weaknesses are. We don't really harp on that. It's more from a place of owning your, your strengths and knowing that not everyone around you operates that way. And what I call stepping into the punch. Um, if you've ever done boxing before, if you know, by, by, by nature, if somebody tries to punch you in boxing, you want to move back, but actually it is more effective to move forward because it gives them less reach and less power. And so stepping forward into who you are from a strengths perspective is what we talk about in the program called, uh, stepping into the punch. Um, and then their opportunities, meaning, you know, college gap year, all of those things. And then the, the threats are, you know, who, where, where we get into that friends and acquaintances circle, especially now with the, you know, the iterations of social media and the distractions, maybe it's not a person, maybe it's an actual platform or video game. That's really distracting you from achieving what's next in life. Um, some of my clients even get to the point where like their threats are their immediate families, right? Their immediate families are really holding them back. And sometimes that's hard for them to identify and kind of navigate. I am not a therapist, but some of my work does go tandem with therapy. And I do work with student uh, psychologists to help them through those types of things if they come up during the program. That's really cool. So as a business owner on this perspective, you have to educate both the teenagers and the parents. I feel like that's going to be a struggle in itself. So one of the things that I get asked a lot is, Megan, how do you deal with teenagers all day long? Like, ugh. And I'm like, well, first of all, I speak to them like adults with respect. But second of all, I'm inspired by the fact that they're the next generation. And I ask them questions, like you said, from the beginning that they've never been asked before. And so part of what I do is help teenagers be able to relay what we're learning and then go and tell their parents what they did in the program, which kind of bridges this gap of like my, I asked my teenager how their day was and they're like, fine. <laughs> oh, what you do today? Nothing. And, and so I help them to bridge that gap of communication because really and truly what the parent desires and wants in their relationship is to have some form of communication with their child from a place of who are they and being able to ask engaging questions and being able to really open up in a capacity. Maybe not everything is shared with the parent, but this lays the groundwork for having that open conversation that parents so much desire. So I do it kind of from the back end in terms of educating the parents. But really, I empower the teenager to express to the parents what they're learning in the program. That's really cool because I feel like that is one thing. You're when you're in that, you know, when you're a teenager, it's so hard to relay what you're feeling to anybody else. I feel like you just are. I must think I, I always thought I was so lonely when I was a teenager, and I was like, oh, nobody else is ever going to understand what I'm going through. You know, right. it's just because you're just in your own world, right? It's just like, oh, I don't see this. It's hard to see other perspectives. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that. I think that when, when the teenagers, you know, like a lot of times they get met with, oh, you think you know everything, right? And so they're automatically on the defensive when, when somebody has that kind of, kind of attitude towards what they're doing, or you're always on social media. And what I explained to the parents in that is, is that's literally how they communicate in some cases. And cutting those kinds of things off or degrading them is degrading the way that they communicate with the world. And so why would anybody want to communicate with you if you're having that kind of relationship with them from the beginning? Ooh, I love that, right? Social media is so important. It's something that, you know, 
we didn't grow up with well, a lot of us at least and actually grow up with social media when we were teenagers is like just is still a brand new thing um so right that's that's you're right it's very different and i guess every generation is like that right we all don't understand how to communicate with other different other generations i can't talk today <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and I tell the i'm like look if you were talking to shakespeare today he would make fun of how you communicate because we have according to him destroyed english right right like the way that he communicated was very different how the way we communicate today and so that's they they kind of see it a little bit but you know it's still it still takes a little bit i think the biggest aha moment is when their teenager really opens up to them to talk to them. For sure. So what are some options for teens besides college? So I get asked this a lot because the the parents will tell me, oh, well, if my kid's not going to college, they're going to fail. And I'm like, not true. Um, so uh, Google has different kinds of programs for, for teenagers that are, you know, in the computer programming space. There's different kinds of boot camps that they can attend to basically get a you know, pretty decent uh, pathway to a career about 18 months after high school. Um, there's a gap year program that you can take. You can actually apply to college and um, put it on pause, right? You can say like, oh, I got in, but I don't feel like I can't go this year. I can defer that acceptance for one whole year. Um, there's also internships that can be done and starting a business. Starting a business is a huge thing. I mean, with social media and the idea of becoming an influencer, I'm on multiple different mom, moms of teens and parents of teen groups. And yesterday, somebody just posted, my, my husband is trying to get my kid to go to college, but he started a, he's got straight A's and he started an online store about a year ago and he's making $25,000 a month. And my son is telling me, why should I go to college? <laughs> and I agree a hundred percent. Now, should he learn some business skills and some investing skills and how to use that money appropriately? A hundred percent. Yes. Is college the place for that? I don't think so. I think that there's a multiple different ways in which he can navigate and educate himself from that, especially since he's already been so successful at such a young age. And I think that these are the things that um, are avenues outside of college. And I will tell you that it's around 75% of my participants do choose to go to college, but they choose it for themselves, not because somebody told them to go to college. Um, I have some students that go to the Peace Corps and some students that go to the armed services, um, but it's really just giving them all the options. I love that, right? Lay it out in front of them. Like these, you don't have to just take this one path. There's many different paths that you can do that are right for you. I love that. So what tips do you have for women who want to start in your industry? Say there's some struggling teachers who are listening to this and don't really know what to do next. I would say do it afraid. Um, my story is slightly different than most entrepreneurs because a lot of people will start their entrepreneur story that they left some C-suite position or Wall Street position. They were making six to six, six figures a year. They, and they're like, I'm just going to do it because they were missing their passion. I was quite the opposite, right? Like I had my passion figured out. And I needed to monetize it from a, from, a, from a different perspective. And so what I tell teachers is, look, you have a skill set of being able to live on a shoestring budget. <laughs> and so not to say, like, don't get rid of the safety net right away, but that is a huge part of the transition of becoming an entrepreneur, of being able to really budget and being able to really navigate that. And their skill set of being able to, you know, consult in a way. So kind of sort of dipping their toe in the water to see if it's something they're even interested in. 
Um, the, and also being able to work at a capacity of not having the structure of like showing up at school. Yes, it's very stressful, but I say do it afraid um, and, and figure it out as you go. I love a book and I know we're going to get to that, but I'll jump right to it. I love a book called Fail Forward. And it's all about taking your failures as stepping stones towards success. Um, and that's kind of where I go with that. Love it. I've actually not heard of that book, but it sounds great. I was literally just about to ask what your favorite book was. So we just see that. <laughs> <laughs> Fail forward. That sounds like a really cool one. Um, yeah, I think that is a lot of people's fears, right? It's because what if I do this and I don't know how to I don't know how to do it? Or what if I, you know, don't make a, get a client right away? Like you're gonna figure it out, right? We all have to figure it out. So Definitely have to figure it out. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if you have kids at home that like require you to like, right. have a certain <laughs> with it, you know, like, I'm not saying that I was, I was, you know, I was in a very different place in my life uh, where I could do it. And I also full transparency depended on part of my student loans to be able to live during that transition time. So um, I'm still paying those back. So I don't recommend doing it that way. <laughs> per se, but, um, definitely, you know, having a little bit of a, of a plan and dipping your toe in the water and making sure that this is the path that you want to take. For sure. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, how can people connect with you? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at the fit solution. That is my, uh, business Instagram. And, uh, if anybody that's watching this podcast, wants a free 30 minute consultation, they can DM me through there and just, you know, give us, give us some insight onto what you've learned today from this podcast. And I'd love to jump on the phone with you to talk a little bit more about how I can help you and, or your teenager. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, all of those will be in the show notes as well. Seeing this, click the link. Thank you so much for hearing with us today, Megan. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.